Wait, you haven't seen that? Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Past Potential Picks. Haven't done one of these in a while. We've had a lot of great stuff coming out. And I'm sure as those who have been following our podcast this last several weeks, we have increased to two reviews a week just because there is so much. But we wanted to do a special past pick for a film that I don't think either of us had seen. Uh, This week, of course, we talked about the Beatles with our great friend Jesse. But we decided to take a look at, you know, there's been a couple of films the Beatles were in, but we looked at A Hard Day's Night. This is the 1964 musical comedy film with a screenplay by Alan Owen and directed by Richard Lester. So, uh, Taylor, what is, you know, this is one of those films where it's very much set in its time era. Uh, It doesn't really have much of a plot, but what is the, the, you know, basic premise of A Hard Day's Night? The basic premise is the film portrays roughly 36 hours uh, in the lives of, you know, the Fab Four as they get prepared for this big television performance. And so there's um, pretty much the height of their Beatlemania, them kind of, you know, dealing with mad fans and interviews and dealing with idiosyncrasies of the group and and things that they want to do. So it's very much kind of like almost like a behind the scenes of like them, like kind of, again, they're playing bit of parody versions of themselves. Yeah, there's, there's not much more than that. It's kind of a, <laughs> yeah. a fun romp of, yeah, definitely uh, talking about the, you know, when the crazy fans would chase them down in the streets to get, you know, a glimpse of them, a touch them, whatever you might say. So there's a lot of that, but it's actually, I thought this film was really charming in its simplicity, but also its humor. Uh, this is very much a just goofy uh, 90 minute film where uh, it's the four Beatles and we have this character of Paul McCartney's grandfather. Um, it's not actually Paul McCartney's grandfather, but Wilfred Bramble um, character actor plays John McCartney, his grandfather. And a lot of the plot has to do with them kind of carrying him around and him always trying to get up in these schemes. And then <laughs> kind of getting back, uh, you know, getting him back to the, the you know, to, to their group, I guess you could say. And I thought there was some really just great comedic humor in this, especially even just from the very first scene. They're on this train and the Fab Four are in this, you know, train car and there's the grandpa character and they're like, who's that? You know, who's that? And Paul's like, that's my grandfather. I thought your grandfather lived there. Well, everyone's entitled to do. Yeah. And then they just keep talking about this little man and being like, oh, it's his grandfather. And the back and forth, like random dialogue. There was a lot of this in the movie where this was like the premise was just random cheeky humor. Uh, <laughs> it was, And then throwing in a musical number every now and then, you know? And it could have been like some of the humor just reminiscent at the time of like TV shows, like, you know, the Beatles, like they got this little guy in the closet. There's a guy in the cupboard. And they come back like, yeah, he is. He's not lying. <laughs> So it's just like these little like bit of bits of humor where it could be very it's it's kind of sitcom-y, but it was very true to the English style of humor. And I think what made the character so great, because you just you see the interviews back in the day of of what they would respond and stuff, like especially John Lennon and Paul McCartney. And this is just really great, I think, for you and I maybe 
maybe more familiar hearing, you know, Lennon and McCartney, but to actually hear from Harrison and and you got Ringo has got a bit of a plot here and he's, he kind of goes off on his own and, and things like that. So it's kind of funny to, to see all of that. And, you know, my shout out, kind of fun fact about this, Richard Lester or Dick Lester, as he prefers, I don't know. Uh, but uh, he was director of this and he actually helped with the Superman series later on, uh, particularly two and three, which is kind of interesting since we actually reviewed that one of our own past past potential picks. So it was kind of cool to see where they're going with this. And, you know, the fact that this was one of, um, it was a huge success and nominated for two Academy Awards. I can see why in terms of, for a musical movie based off of, of a band with the Fab Four, I love the, the mix of music throughout, not only just, um, during the scenes or when they were performing. It just was really, it was a great selection of music as well. Well, even like in the beginning, they have, uh, you know, this this whole se- sequence of three of the four members being chased and they're trying to get to this train. And then you have Paul McCartney uh, pulls down a newspaper and he has a fake mustache and beard on. And instantly I was reminded of what Austin Powers was parodying in the beginning of that film. Um, you know, I'd seen plenty of clips of, you know, Beatlemania, but this clearly was a setup of what, you know, Mike Myers would parody in Austin Powers. Really of him encapsulated being... what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of this film is like a fun, doesn't take themselves too seriously. Like they keep, like never once do they mention uh, the Beatles. They don't mention that phrase. Um, there's moments where you see like an image of them. But a lot of people like they obviously recognize who they are. But a lot of the humor in this is also like people be like, oh, you know, like this one exchange of this this girl and she goes, you look just like him. And John Lennon being very cheeky is like, you know, a lot of people say that. And then after after talking for a few lines, she goes, actually, you know what? You don't look like him at all. <laughs> like, And like just you're like, wait, what? Um, like you wonder if some of that stuff happened and they were kind of emulating that because, I mean, though they were very iconic, you know, group. Though with not having social media and only kind of seeing pictures, though, you wouldn't necessarily because the mop top and the hairdos were kind of emulated by everyone. So it could have been just some average Joe. And then there's yeah, there was some I I loved how they do incorporate the musical numbers in this. Um, Clearly, the whole basic plot is them getting to this television performance. So sometimes it's like them rehearsing. Sometimes it's just them having fun with the fans. You know, there's a whole sequence on the train where they, they kind of get captured and put in this little somewhat jail cell. And then there's there's you know having fun playing some songs for the fans. And then there's like these scenes where it's such a, a style of the 60s. Um, and we've seen this in plenty of movies. And even to this day, we see people, you know, still emulate this type of filmmaking. There's like the classic bit of like uh, a person goes into a store and then instantly you see that you see the actual film cut like to them walking out of the store with different outfit on. So yeah, Ringo goes on this whole journey of him trying to just get out and the grandfather character kind of uh, gets him to be like, you know, you're young. You should be out having adventures and living your life before you're too old like me. So he decides to go out and, and just kind of have a day to himself. And he puts on this disguise and he goes up to someone and no one recognizes him. And and even in the I love how even in this film, they kind of poke fun at Ringo being the blunt of the joke of the Beatles anyway. Um, you know, and so like the whole thing about, you know, he can't help himself. He has that nose. <laughs> like I thought that was really funny that that whole situation there. Yeah. I just think that um, it was very fitting and I'm glad that you suggested doing this, Chris, because I thought that what better way to kind of camp off this and it kind of gets me very excited 
uh, to watch uh, the uh, documentary series by Peter Jackson coming up soon. Um, that's going to be really great. I'm excited to kind of just... I'm getting now the beetle, the beetle fever. Excuse me, I almost said beaver fever. It's not, no, no, the beetle <laughs> fever. Whoa, I know they're rolling. They're like, what did you say? Uh, what did it say? Whole. Oh, I don't know. He's talking about the beeps. Uh, but it definitely got me really excited and, and helped me realize this is why the Beatles were such a success they were, and this was just a great product of the time to kind of show, you know, the the nonsense of the fans. The you know the crazy chases and also of course the people who inter- the, get interviewed and they ask the stupidest questions you know <laughs> I'm sure you know imagine just how hard it must be at that time they were so big they couldn't go anywhere um, having to, you know like I love there was a sequence when they got off the train they actually had a barricade of cars set up and when they they had you know a huge group of fans and you have the policemen holding them back. And the Beatles would actually run through one set of cars to get to the second set of cars so they can actually take off. And all the fans were barricaded by the first set of cars. Just shows you how insane. And then, you know, there's a whole funny sequence with um, they get some fan mail and uh, their manager, which I thought that was another funny character. And he was very serious, um, you know, keeping them on uh, Norman Rosington, who played Norm, the Beatles manager. Um he brings in this whole lot and everyone, you know, Ringo only first gets one letter and everyone's like, you know, ha ha. And then all of a sudden they come back for another stack and Ringo actually has the most fan mail. <laughs> I thought that was a, a funny bit as well, but interesting to think of this as a film that you would kind of think nowadays, like if any group today did some random film like this, it probably wouldn't have the uh, acknowledgement like it did. This film was uh, nominated for two Academy Awards, including Best Original Screenplay. And yeah, for the time, this is 1964, early 60s. It had a budget of around 189,000 pounds, which for US is about 245,000 and made 11 million. So it was a huge hit. For the time, yes. (laughs) And this really is, yeah, it's a film where it's mostly just them walking around. It's not like grand sets and probably places they could just go to a recording studio it, a tv it station me, yeah it makes me laugh the tagline of the you know going back and look at the poster starring in their first full-length hilarious action-packed film it just makes it sound <laughs> like it's gonna be like, like where, where's the action there's I'm not right. there's not a whole lot well, of there's action, a lot of walking <laughs> well then there's that random scene in the middle of the movie where it's just the four of them out on this giant lawn and uh this is definitely a time of the era where they're just it's they're all it's it's filmed over maybe an hour, but it's all sped up incredibly fast uh, while a Beatles song is playing. It's just them running around and they keep falling on the grass. And it's just this, you can tell it's some random like they were able to get a helicopter or a crane and they just wanted to do some grand film filming sequence. So that was a little goofy. But um, yeah, overall, I thought it was enjoyable. It was great humor. And I think it was a fun to see. The Beatles, they're not really acting. They're just kind of being themselves, uh, getting to be cheeky. And then, yeah, of course, it ends with a great uh, concert performance of a few of their songs and hits that some of them they actually sang earlier in the movie. So it's kind of you see the rehearsal process to the finale. So um, a fun little film to check out, one I've always heard of. And it makes me kind of intrigued to actually uh, maybe go see some of the other ones. Like I've never seen Yellow Submarine all the way. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. And also, yes, the upcoming documentary will be fun to check out when Peter Jackson releases it. Absolutely. So definitely if you, uh, get in that beetle fever, like we are, check this out now on HBO max streaming.
in a home near you. And that was this edition of Past Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.